This program is made possible by the friends and partners of Curator Ministries. Well, welcome back, everybody. Um, it's Pastor Maria here with my um, husband, Doug, and our producer, Sam. And we're so glad that you've joined us here for the next half hour here at the table. We are going to tackle a um, <laughs> a difficult subject, at least for us today, in the Reynolds household. Um, we are going to tackle this, the topic of forgiveness. Um, and what I have come to realize um, is that I have to have faith to forgive. So we're going to talk specifically about the faith to forgive. Sound good, Doug? Sounds good. <laughs> so I was sharing with Sam, um, I did a, a, a series of notes in preparation for today. Um, and then yesterday, um, my husband and I kind of got um, some news that we, we anticipated we anticipate we'd prayed about, um, felt good about, but once it got delivered, um, it, it didn't hit the way we thought it would hit. I guess, at least for me, I'm only going to speak for myself. I won't speak to him, for him, excuse me. Um, but we are having to walk out in re, in real time, um, forgiving, forgiving some things that, um, in some ways, um, seem small. Um, in, in some ways are very, very difficult because the other person um, has not asked for forgiveness and continues to do things that um, are harmful. Does that, does that make sense? And I think the Bible says you're under no obligation to forgive if they don't ask. That's not true. That's not true. That's no, not absolutely true. And that is why I'm the minister of the household because I actually know the Bible. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So we're going to dive deep into that. We're going to talk about... Um, Forgiving offenses, what that looks like, what faith, what forgiveness is, and what forgiveness is not, uh, because I think part of my stumbling block has been what my idea of forgiveness was, maybe not being exactly correct. Does that make sense? And so what I find in my life is that people who um, do small offenses, right, maybe they lie to me, or maybe they, you know, just do something, you know, that's relatively small and superficial. Those things I have an easier time forgiving and letting go of, because there's a difference between forgiving and letting go. Let's all, let's just identify that out of the bag, out of, out of the gate as well. Um, I, what I have a harder time with is forgiving people, even if it's minor offenses, who don't, as we said, ask for it, or even acknowledge what they did was wrong. They don't acknowledge what they did hurt me, or or don't acknowledge what how you know what they did impacted me. Um, that I have I have a harder time I have a harder time carrying. Um, I was talking to a really good friend of mine yesterday, and she was given the example of she had um, several employees that um, had 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 left had quit or one had been fired. Um, and that when they left, they left on relatively good terms. But upon um, kind of digging deeper, because sometimes, you know, when people exit an environment, things kind of surface. People start talking and tell you things they didn't would have told you before. Upon kind of further examination of their employment there, found out they really were thieves. They'd been stealing from the company um, and had, you know, just been very, very dishonest. And she was saying how she was struggling in the pocket of this space where – this offense had happened to her. She trusted these people, um, and they had done this to her, but they had done it in a way where there was no closure. They had 
never even acknowledged that they did it. They left on their in their mind on really good terms. So there was no like moment of um, addressing this with them, right? And so there was never going to be at a point of an apology because they were never going to admit that they did anything wrong. And she's like, I don't know how to get past this place. Um, where I have to live with this and they live with nothing because they think they got away with it. Do you know what I mean? Um, and that kind of feels like the space that we're in today um, in my household, um, which, as I said, this is a, these are harder offenses for me to, to forgive. Um, so we just uh, settled a, a court case. There was a, a young lady um, who... Um, was, was was suing our, our company um, and so we litigated that and we we trusted um, God for there to be a, a moment um, where it would be adjudicated because it was going to get to that point um, and I, I won't speak for Doug but I will speak for myself um, I know how the court Doug's practiced law for a long time and so I, I you know I have a pretty good bearing on how the court system works Um the court of justice doesn't always feel like justice and the court of justice doesn't always feel fair. Um, and I'm aware of that, um, that, you know, sometimes it will never get in front of a jury of peers for them to kind of weigh out facts or whatever. Um, sometimes it will get to a place where you have to make a financial decision. Okay. Does it make sense? Am I being a good steward of God's money to continue to pay lawyers' fees and, and, and do all these things? Or does it make better sense just to settle this case? And sometimes judges will kind of nudge you into that into that into that category in certain kinds of cases. And I think that's where we found ourselves in that space, wouldn't you say, Doug? Um, I think that, you know, I once had a lawyer say to me, uh, if, if a client ever tells you the case isn't about money, um, throw them out of, your, out, of your, uh, out of your office. This is back when I was um, a summer intern. He's like, you know, the only thing you can ever get in a civil case is money. And I think we all grow up thinking that we're going to have our day in court in any manner and that somehow there's going to be some vindication. And very rarely do you have that. Right. And so in this space, we did not. We did not have that. Um, we, we, the, the lady um, weighed out the evidence that was going to you know, go in front of the judge. And, and she was wise. She realized that she probably wasn't going to win the case. And so she, she settled it. Um, and so I remember when, when Doug sent me that text. And I, I remember when this first started. Um, the, the landscape of, of this lawsuit she said very uh, derogatory things about both my husband and our company. Um, so we were in a space where she was, you know, I felt like attacking, you know, our family's character, my husband's character. Um, and, and let me say this. I say our a lot. This woman did nothing directly to me. But I can tell you, and, and, and if you have anyone in your life that you love, sometimes if someone does something to someone that you love, it's harder to get past than if they do it to you yourself. And that's where I'm finding myself. So when I say our, this woman did nothing directly to me, but she did attack someone that, that, I, that I, I love. So it's personal. <laughs> anyway, um, so I remember praying about this because it's been going on for about a year. I remember praying about this and saying, God, you know, I, I know what I'm commissioned to do. Um, I know that I'm supposed to forgive my, you know, 
I know that I that the Lord's prayer says, "Forgive me the way that I forgive my debtors." And man, that's one you can choke over. Um, I'm not so sure that I, after this process and God's revelation with that, I don't know that I really want to pray that prayer anymore because I'm not sure that I really want God to forgive me the measure that I forgive other people. Because if I'm honest, my measure can be this way: I forgive you today, but if you do something else in two days, it's going to hit wrong, and I'm going to be mad again. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I, I forgive it, but I don't know that I, I fully release it. Do you know what I mean? Um, or I may be condescending towards you, or I may be vengeful towards you, or I may be very tempted to slander you in public, or you know all the things, all you know all the things that happen when you've been wounded. Do you, do you know what I mean? And so I've been walking out all these scriptures, um, and one hit hit this morning and hit hard. Um, and it was when Jesus was um, ministering the Holy Spirit to his disciples right after he had showed them, you know, himself after after the resurrection. And and um, I'm not going to get the scripture right. I should have wrote it down. But it was it went along, you know, something like this, that if you once you have received the Holy Spirit, this when you forgive people's sins, they are forgiven and the sins that you don't forgive are not forgiven. And it man, it hit hard that hit hard for me as a minister because I do know that I've operate with the Holy Spirit and I'm like man that is a commission with a weight and a responsibility um, but I'm also in this pocket of like you know how do you forgive something that just seems unforgivable or how do you forgive someone or something that doesn't ask for it or does that make sense oh absolutely so anyway, that's what I've been vacillating, and that's what I have been, um, what I have been wrestling with over the last twenty-four hours. Is how do I get to a space where, and I have, I have forgiven this individual for the acts that that they have done. I have, I've, I've, I've released that, um, but I, I have not got past the emotion of what's happening. I'm still kind of sitting in the pocket of anger and frustration, resentment, and all the things, um, and so that's led me into this deep dive of God I don't want to live in an offense to you and I don't want to be a or the wrong image bearer of you um so show me what forgiveness is God and show me what forgiveness is not because I want to make sure that, that that I'm not beating myself up too much but I want to make sure I'm getting it right does that make sense um and one of the things that 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 he showed me is that um Forgiveness isn't necessarily fair. <laughs> so God doesn't say he, that he is a fair God. God said he is a just God. And so sometimes justice isn't necessarily fair. And I definitely am experiencing that in real time, um, in real time today. But that's hard. That's hard. And so when I sit and I wrestle with that, like, Justice here didn't seem fair. Um, justice seemed like a win for someone who 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 had an offense against me. Um, it looked like it looks like or it just is. I mean, we, we it cost us a lot, a lot of time, a lot of money. Um, it just doesn't seem fair and equitable. Um, but it was justice. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> you're giving me this death stare. <laughs> Do you have something that you want to say? Um, 
you know, I always, when I feel that way, I always want to say, why do I feel this way? And I can tell you in this case, and Maria would probably attest to this, um, when you're involved in a lot of businesses, there's a lot of litigation. And, you know, a lot of lawyers think it's fun just to sue me, um, you know, someone else to add to it. Um, so, you know, the deputies know now when they show up at my house to serve me the complaint, oh, it's, it's you again, I have to run up here. Um, but I generally try not to ever get emotional about little pieces of paper with pictures of presidents on them. Like I always say, you know, not to get emotional about that. So when I'm emotional um, about something, it's usually um, something a lot greater. There's somebody, to, you know, you trusted or had a lot higher standard, expected more of them, not just, you know, a dispute over money um, that was violated. And in this case, I can tell you that, um, you know, I kind of, first time in my life that I've really felt like that somebody tried to um, embarrass or do something to my father. And um, I can tell you my, my attitude about this thing when it started was, okay, just you know, fight over money. And that when you cross that line with me, um, it took it to a different different level. I think Maria would say that he's kind of like, oh, you know, I wasn't happy about it. I don't mean to say that. But, but a level of um, I'm going to do everything I can to harm you after this. Well, and that's what I was saying, that, that whenever someone hurts you, it's easier to let things go. But when someone hurts someone that you love, mm-hmm. then it you just said that it escalates things. So then how do you get to a place where I no longer want to <laughs> harm you? And that was the first place that God, you know, that God kind of, God kind of t- took me to. He took me to the scripture, Luke 17 and 1, what talks about offenses are bound to come, right? We're humans living other humans, and you know they're, they're, they're bound to come. Um, but he also showed me that on the other side of difficult times like this, there is a blessing. And Doug, I will say this. There's been many times in our in our life together, in our walk together, that we have, we have this feels almost like a rejection. And I know that it's, it's not, people may not see it exactly that same, but, but when something... Um, when something like this happens, happens, it does feel almost like a rejection, like there's been an, um, an injustice done, right? And I will say that every time you have to walk out of space like this, like this, there is an elevation that usually comes after that. Because I can, and we talked about this just last night, with every level and elevation that God brings us to, we have to have a heart that's harder and harder to offend because we cannot lead broken. And... If you let yourself kind of succumb to that space that you talked about, I want to harm you because you harm someone I love, you are going to be a broken leader. You're going to lead from a broken place. Um, and God God puts us in these environments. He puts us in these situations. Almost like the calluses in our hands. It's to, it's to not harden our hearts, but to mold them into a way that with this new promotion and this new elevation and with greater responsibility that we have, there's going to be more openings to things like this happen whether with our kids, our businesses, our ministry, whatever, um, and that we have to um, learn to just to have a, a heart that's less offended. And that, come, for me, comes through prayer. I have to wake up every day and say, God, help me have a heart that's harder to offend. I, that, that, I, I can't do that on my own. Does that make sense? That makes sense. So on every, on every side of every difficult thing, and I know it's hard to – hear that today because it just happened yesterday but on the other side of every difficult thing there truly is there truly is a blessing um and the blessing usually comes with an elevation um and when i said that you know you know why should we let it go why should we let that go um 
is because genuinely we can't we can't lead from a broken space. I, I can't be a good mother if I'm if I'm broken. I remember and this was years ago, you may not remember this, um, where there was a time where um and I've I've not shared this very often, I don't think at all, actually publicly. Um, but there were certainly things in my in my in my in my childhood that were traumatic um, that really kind of molded because um, I could not let them go. I didn't even know how to let them go. Um, the hurts of. Um, and I remember there was one time in our in, in our marriage um, where we were we weren't having an argument, we were having a heated conversation. I remember saying to you, um, "I'm just broken." And I remember excusing myself and going to the restroom and just crying and um, thinking, you know what, I'm not broken. Um, I'm sorry, I said I'm damaged. That's what I said. I didn't say, I said, I said I'm damaged, is what I said to you. And I walked into the other room, started to cry. I remember thinking, I'm not damaged, I'm broken. And there is a difference. And it reminds me of that scripture when Doubting Thomas needed to touch he needed to touch the nail scar's hand. He needed to touch the side. He's like, I need to touch the places where you were hurt to believe um, to believe that you are the Messiah, to believe that this, that this actually happened. And what's interesting to me is the scars didn't go away. I'm never supposed to pretend those things didn't happen. You're never supposed to pretend this woman didn't attack your character or <laughs> come after your dad to hurt you. You're never supposed to pretend that didn't happen. Um, and on the other side of this, you'll have a testimony for it. Other people are going to see and they're going to want to touch that. Like, man, I'm going through that, something like that too. How did you get through that? That's going to be a point of contact for someone that they're going to be able to touch. We're not supposed to pretend it didn't, it didn't happen. Jesus didn't pretend it didn't happen. Um, but, it, but it can be and should be a witness to someone. Does that make sense? Well, we're going to put a pin in it right here. When we come back, we're going to talk up a little bit more about what forgiveness is and what forgiveness is not. We'll be right back. We hope you are enjoying today's show. We believe that God has given us a voice to impact communities and regions all over the world. If you would like to make sure that voice is heard, please partner with us today by visiting www.expressionradio.org and click Donate. You can also text give by texting the dollar amount followed by the word radio to the number 84321. First time text givers, please choose Expression Church of Huntington when prompted. All gifts are tax deductible. Join us as we change the world. Well, welcome back, everybody. Um, when we went to our commercial break, we were just talking about the differences between um, you know, wounds and scars. Um, we were talking a little bit about how letting offenses go when they're, you know, small offenses are easier than when, when they're big um, offenses. And so I want to kind of touch a little bit on, uh, like, you know, it's it's one thing to, you know, feel offended or feel um, um, like someone, you know, had done something minor to you, but then that is different than like a betrayal. Like, what do you do with like a deep betrayal um, when you've been hurt by someone that you trusted, um, someone that you loved, someone that you thought had your best interests, or or still had like an, was an authority figure over you? You know, someone that twisted their relationship with you in such a way that caused harm to you. And we're still in some situations like molestations and abuse made you feel like it was your fault. 
Like that's a deep betrayal. And so this same measure of forgiveness that God says that I need to to hand out to people who say nasty things about me or bring, you know, stupid lawsuits against me, I'm supposed to also give that measure of of forgiveness to someone who has a deep a deep hurt in me, a deep cut, a deep gash in me. It's the it's the wounds on the side of Jesus that I need that, that, that people I need to put my hand in that. It's that deep wound. How do I get to a space where I can forgive that? And so I I carry one of those deep wounds, Sam, a deep one in my side. Um, and I can tell you the process that I had to walk out was um, one acknowledging that it happened. I'm not going to pretend that it didn't happen. I'm not going to talk about it publicly to anyone who will listen. I'm not going to that that I I reserve for people that that I trust can carry it because my motive is not to embarrass anyone. That's step number one. That I know that I've forgiven the person. I no longer want to embarrass them. I genuinely don't want to see bad things happen to them. Right. Um, but I can tell you, I wasn't always in that space because forgiveness with a deep wound is a process and it's not instant. It's not. Let me also say this. Forgiveness isn't a feeling. I know that sometimes we get at least I did. I did and do. I get trapped up with maybe I didn't really forgive him if I'm so angry at him. Um, and I can tell you that the first step, especially if it's a deep cut, I can tell you that my feelings of anger my feelings of frustration and hurt did not go away just because I decided to forgive them. Forgiveness for me was a choice. It was a decision that I made that from this day on, I no longer give this person the power to affect my mood, to affect my emotions. I take that back. That's no longer allocated to you. And from this day forward, I no longer am going to actively try to harm you. I am not going to because in my in my situation the person that that deep cut hurt hurt me was a was a valued member of society a valued member of the community wonderful things were being said about this person because people had no idea about this other part of their life that they had that they had kind of walked out with people um and that was a hard pill to swallow for people hear people say wonderful things about this person but i knew what they had done to me does that make sense and so my first step into that was I am not going to actively want to see you crucified. I am not going to actively say things to discredit you. Even when I see you blessed, and man, that is hard. When the person who has offended you or hurt you or betrayed you, when they get blessed, that's like salt in the wound. It truly can be. And if you feel that way, let me tell you that that's okay. It's okay to feel that way. It's not okay to act on that. And wanted to do something, you know, to in, in out of a spirit of vengeance, vengeance. But God gave me that feeling. It's hard. I I will be very transparent. I I threw a little baby fit on God last night. <laughs> Whenever um, we got the news, Doug, that 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 we were going to um, to settle this case and that this this woman was going to get, you know, a you know, a, a check from us because to me, I thought, you know, she doesn't deserve it. She doesn't deserve anything. 
And I remember having my little baby, three-year-old fit on God. And I said, you know, God, this is not, this doesn't feel like justice. I know that this, 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 that this is wisdom, that we're walking in wisdom with the, with the resources that you've given us because the check that we had to cut this lady was far cheaper than the check we were having, going to have to cut to the attorneys to litigate this thing. I know that this was wise, but this does not feel fair. And I said, and I know, I've heard it said, heard all my life, oh gosh, you know, forgive other people. You know, they're going to have to walk out their consequences even if you don't get to see it. And I said to him, Lord, if I have to walk out the feelings of what she's done to me, why can't I get to see the consequences? Like, I want to see the consequences. I, I'm just like doubting Thomas. Jesus, I'm going to need to see those scars. I'm going to need to see those scars that she put on her hands for hurting me. I want to see that gash in her side. If it's going to come, I want to see it. I, cause I, and, and immediately he quickened my spirit and says, why do you need to? And I was embarrassed. I was, why do I need to? Why do I need, why do I need to see that? The reality is I don't. I don't need to see that because that is not forgiveness. Because forgiveness is not easy. It's not instant. It's not denying what happened. And it's also not holding on to anger. And sometimes you can hold on to anger because it feels like, especially with those deep wounds, it's the only thing left that they didn't strip from me. Um, that this is the one thing that I can hold on to um, and put a wall up between you and I. But sometimes that anger um, is a wall that keeps you out, but it also keeps me bound and keeps me in and becomes very toxic. Do you know what I mean? So anger is not holding on to anger anger is also i'm sorry forgiveness is also not changing the way i feel about the person or changing the way i feel about what they did um i may forgive you of the of the of the offense or the debt that you that you that you caused against me but i still see who you are i still know that you carry that thing and i don't trust you and now we have boundaries so see forgiveness isn't necessarily reconciliation or even full restoration to a to a relationship. I can love you from a distance and forgive you for what you did because I know what you carry. Right? I've seen I've seen that part of you. Um, I see what you're capable capable of. Right? And so just because I no longer want to be in a relationship with you or a working situation with you, I can wish you the best, but I no longer want anything else to do with you. That's not necessarily unforgiveness. Does that make sense? Um what forgiveness is, is, as I said before, stop allowing people to dictate my emotions. Um, and it's a process. It's a process um, that, I, that I have to walk out where I don't actively want to see vengeance upon you. Forgiveness is sometimes wanting to see justice. I still want justice, right? What you did was still wrong, but I don't want to seek um I don't want I don't want to seek revenge with you. And I'm going to actively choose not to do that. That's what forgiveness is. Um and so I have to ask myself, God, why do you ask me to forgive the unforgivable? Why do you ask me to forgive those who don't ask for it? Why do you ask me to forgive those who ask for it, you know, and they keep doing that thing over and over and over again? Yeah, I tell the kids all the time, I don't want you to say you're sorry. I want you to stop doing that thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sorry people stop doing the things that they're doing to hurt people, right? Do um, they? Yes, sorry people do. Let me tell you this. The things I have been truly sorry for in my, in, in my life, I carry, I, I, this is not me forgiving myself, which is a whole other subject. 
I carry such guilt for the hurt that I know that I caused that person, it prohibits me from doing that thing again. So a thousand percent, if you want to see someone who's not truly sorry, who abuses grace, you show me someone that's a repeat offender over and over and over again. I'll tell you someone's not really, I'll show you, maybe I'm wrong. That's my opinion. That's my observation. Um, So why does God ask me to forgive the unforgivable or those who don't ask for it? And it's because he loves me. Um, He loves me so much that he wants to set me free. And that's something that I'm praying a lot about is God, give me a heart not to see offense, but to see an opportunity for freedom. Because that wall I talked about that you can throw up in anger that kind of keeps people out also keeps you in. Because it's really easy to live in bitterness and grudge and hard feelings, man. But it is hard. It is hard to forgive. Um, and you've said this before to me, Doug, and it's it's true. You don't always feel it. But, for, you know, forgiveness isn't for the other person necessarily. It's it's a freedom for, for you. Um, and that's hard. So my prayer is that, God, you know, you, you got to meet me here and do something greater than what I can do on my own and just give me a heart that's hard to offend. Amen. <laughs> well, I guess we'll end it on an amen. Well, thanks, everybody. I appreciate your time, and we will see you next week at the table. We hope you are enjoying today's show. We believe that God has given us a voice to impact communities and regions all over the world. If you would like to make sure that voice is heard, please partner with us today by visiting www.expressionradio.org and click donate. You can also text give by texting the dollar amount followed by the word radio to the number 84321. First time text givers, please choose Expression Church of Huntington when prompted. All gifts are tax deductible. Join us as we change the world.